Hey, thanks for tuning in to Life Church Podcast. We hope you are encouraged, challenged, and most of all, we hope it brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Thank you so much for that love, and I pray and declare that each one of us are carriers of that love, and that wherever we go, God, that peace, that love, that grace is just flowing from our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Hey, turn around to somebody across from you, beside to you. Say hello if you haven't. Some people came in a little bit after we started. If you're watching online, thank you wherever you're at. Thank you for watching us and joining us this morning. Thank you, worship team. You guys rock and worship. Rock and worship. That's good. How's everybody feeling this morning? I believe you. Hey, I want everyone to just close your eyes for a moment. Something special is happening. My watch says that today the high is 74. Thank you, Jesus, for fall. Okay, can we say it? Thank you, Jesus, for fall. We got cool weather, and there's football today, and a hurricane in the Gulf. Okay, what can get better than that, right? Welcome to Southeast Texas. This is what we live for. Ain't no storm going to ruin my joy today, all right? May I tell you what? Things are getting crazier every day. We just got through with Hurricane, whatever her name was, bye girl, and now we've got another one, Beta, you know, Beta Fish out in the Gulf coming to us. Uh, I don't even care. I don't even care. Because here's what I know, that every storm we've ever faced in this area, God's always provided. So what does it matter? We lose, a, we lose a few things. We lose some sheetrock. We lose some clothes. But God still provides. And like the prophet Elton John said, I'm still standing, okay? <laughs> With the help of Jesus Christ, I'm still standing. I mean, y'all, it, we got to get excited and quit being so scared and fearful. Oh, my gosh, is it turning towards us? Who cares? Look, get in your car and take off. When it's gone, come back. And and keep standing, keep doing what you're doing because God's still providing. God's still with you. He hasn't left you. The kingdom's not in trouble. The kingdom ain't scared of beta, alpha, omega, whoever it is, you know, out in the Gulf. They're not scared of that stuff. We shouldn't be either. Why? Because we're God's kids. We're victorious. We've got uh, the, the greatest thing we could ever have on our side, and that's Jesus Christ. So there's no reason for us to be fearful, to be scared. We're still standing, right? I really feel like getting behind a piano and trying to do this, but I'm not going to this morning. Here's what I know, though, guys, seriously, that this year has been crazy, right? It seems like every time we turn around, we've been talking about this, something's always happening. And, and, and I know that, that it can really shake you. If you've, if you've been through Harvey, and then you went through Imelda, and you see some more storms coming in, it gets you a little gunshot, a little PS, PTSD, PST. PTSD. It makes you feel funny because you're like, hey, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be anxious, but there's some things that could happen that, that, that could really make life difficult for a few months. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. And that's, I get that. That's an honest place to be. Nobody's mad at, mad at you about that. But, but life is getting crazy, and, and I know we're not shocked by that, but one of the things I have found that in every situation that comes across, whether it be a storm or politics or, or whatever kind of scandal we have for the, for the day, there are people who love and feed off of that stuff. 
There are people who feed off of the negativity, they feed off of the scandals, they feed off of the fear and the anxiety. Now, a lot of them are pushing books, they're pushing their, their TV shows, they're pushing uh, uh, their agenda, they're trying to get popular, whatever it is. But there are people who are energized by that stuff. And I'm going to say this right now, none of you are those people in this room. And if you are, none of you are those all that stuff's going away with Laura, okay? It's gone, all right? You're not those people anymore. That's been you. We're not going to feed off of that stuff anymore. The problem, too, is that it's coming to the church as well. That there are people who feed off of, and sometimes some, they're, they're pastors on stage sometimes. They feed off of the energy and the anxiety and the fear, and, and they promote their book, or they promote their agenda, or they're trying to get themselves elevated above you so that you come run to them as, as the strong tower and safety net, not God. And it happens all the time. We're not that church. I'm not that guy, okay? I don't need to be that person in your life, okay? I'm not taking the place of Jesus, but there are people who feed off of that stuff, and they play on people's fears. Sometimes they just want to be a jerk, and they say things too, like in the church, that, hey, we're in the end times. You better get right with Jesus. Now, are they wrong? No. But their motives are a little messed up. They're the same ones down the street corner at 16th Street with signs that say, God hates you put whoever you want inside of there. The same ones that say, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're disgusting, you're unclean because you've sinned. You better repent now. The, the end times are here, brother. we got hurricanes and, and Joe Biden, so we got to freak out. I'm going to hit it where it hurts this morning, y'all. We get too caught up in politics, and we get too caught up in weather. We get too caught up in the scandal of the day, and we, we, we try to put it all in together. It's, it's, it's the end times, and we got to freak out and run and hide like ostriches and put our heads in the sand. Go home. Protect your kids. Like the guy from the video from like 15 years ago, hide your kids, hide your wife, right? Because there's scandals everywhere. There's stuff going on everywhere. we got to protect ourselves. It's the end times, y'all. Run for your lives. There's a blood moon coming. Sound familiar? I'm making fun of this, but sound familiar? We see it shared on Facebook all the time. We see people talk. Books are sold worldwide. Bestsellers about the blood moon coming and the world's going to end. Guess what? The world is still rolling and still turning. But yet, we, we buy into this fear. We buy into this idea that, hey, you know, we have to run and hide and, and guard our hearts because we're in the end times. Check this out. When Jesus left, the end times began. So the secret is we've been in the end times the whole time since Jesus went back to heaven. Okay? Since that happened, there have been wars and rumors of wars. There have been natural disasters, there have been famines, there have been deaths and murders and bad things have happened ever since Jesus left. In Matthew 22, verse 42, 24, verse 42, excuse me, Jesus says, So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. For the ones in the back, you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this, Jesus said, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You must, be, you must also be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when you least expect it. Are you ready? He said this a long time ago, y'all. Not, not before Laura. 
not in this campaign cycle. He said it a long time ago. No one knows when Jesus is coming back. So we've been in this end times mode since he went to heaven, and he's saying, be ready, be, be watchful. But he didn't say, go run and hide. He also didn't say, be scared, be trembling. I don't want to read the book of Revelation. It gives me nightmares. <laughs> then get a children's Bible. I don't know what to tell you, but look, <laughs> Jesus is coming back. And it might be in the next few minutes, but my question is, are you ready? Have you been ready? Have you been living with an end times attitude that keeps you out there and keeps you hopeful and, and energetic? Or, or are you living in this fearful world mindset that keeps you afraid and on your couch and I'm just going to do me? I'm going to protect me and my family. This is all about me. Jesus is saying, hey, be ready. Be on guard. Be watching. Not just standing there like, is, it, is he here yet? Is he here yet? Is he, is he here yet? How about now? He ain't saying that. But we live that way. We're going to go to church. We're going to go to work. We're going to go home. We're going to go to church. We're going to go to work. We're gonna, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus. I follow, I'm a follower of Jesus. So that means you do what Jesus did then, right? N- no? Jesus said, go and make disciples, that my followers will do what I did and even greater things. So are you following Jesus or are you, are you just watching followers of Jesus? Are you living with the end times mindset that says, I'm not going to sit still, but I'm always ready. I'm always watching because when it, the time comes, it's going to be the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. And we all get to have this big celebration. Spiritual discipline you should practice in your life. Side note, rabbit trail, celebration. Celebrate things. If you can't celebrate the provisions of God right now, how are you going to be excited when he comes back, when the trumpets blow? Oh, that'll preach. Lord Jesus. Check this out. There are people, possibly in this room, watching online, that have gotten news from a doctor that says you have just a few months to live. All jokes aside, after the shock wears away, people that I personally know have gone through this would talk after that initial shock and say, you know what, there's a lot of things I wish I would have done differently, but I can't change those things. But whatever time I have left, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to live differently from now on until I can't breathe anymore and I'm gone, I'm with Jesus. Hey, church, as Christ followers... We should be motivated with the end times attitude as well to say that I know that my days are numbered. And because I know that, I'm going to live my life differently. If the fact that Jesus said I am coming back doesn't compel you to live differently, then I suggest you get back in the word of God and let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart because you're missing a little bit there. We should be motivated with the core of our being to say, we are going to live differently because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't even know how much time I have left. Y'all, I passed out the gym not too long ago. It could happen right now, y'all, and it could be it for me, okay? And if it is, please, kill the live stream. Don't let that happen with everybody watching. <laughs> but there, there is a mentality in the church that says we're in the last days. We've got we to live in fear. And, and we say things in church where we're, we, you know, we're like, no, we're victorious. But I don't live like I'm victorious. I believe God's the God of miracles. But I ain't praying for that. 
I believe God's a way maker, but oh, have you seen my relationship? There ain't no way out of this one. So what we say and what we believe tend to be two different things. And when we have this end times mentality where it's like, hey, you know what? Bad things are happening. Lord Jesus, come quickly. A lot of times i found people who say those kind of things are people who are trying to justify their laziness and unwillingness to go out and actually be the hands and feet of Jesus. Instead of being part of the solution that Jesus created, which is the church for the problems in the world, we want to say, come, come quickly, Lord Jesus. These people, are, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Listen, church, we should never say that. We should never walk around saying those things. There's always going to be bad things happening. There's always going to be people who are living in sin. There's always going to be struggle in the world. But we should never have the attitude that, you know what, I'm wiping my hands of this. I can't help you if you can't figure it out on your own. That should never be our attitudes. We're the solution for the world. Jesus created this movement called the church. We just studied about it for three weeks, resetting the community and resetting the church and resetting our rhythms of life. Jesus said, hey, I want to create this thing. I'm going to give you power not to sit in the upper room, but to come down and go out and change the world. It's a movement. It's not a country club, although our seats are comfortable. It's not a country club. It's a movement. We're called to go and move, not sit back and, and live in fear and hide and anxiety and worry. Worry does nothing for us. The Word teaches us that. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but generally speaking, I want you to know worry is not good for your life. It makes your red hair turn gray. Speaking from experience. We should be motivated. The problem, though, is when we live in this fearful mindset is that uh, it can cause us to have an expectation for bad things. And sometimes experience doesn't help. Because we look back at our life, we look back at things that have happened, we're like, I'm waiting for the next shoe to fall. I know it is. I know something bad's going to happen because of this, this, and this. Life is proven. It is not like me. I am not good at doing life. Look at what's happened. And there's an expectation that gets birthed inside of us, maybe even very slowly. I think that's usually how it happens. It happens very slowly where we start becoming desensitized to the, to the hopeful expectation we should have in Christ Jesus. We become very much uh, drawn to the expectation for the next bad thing to happen in our life that we have to deal with and overcome. So the church becomes lazy. We become silent. We become content with just sitting and going through the motions and not actually going out and being the church. And that's because we we're just have this expectation that, you know what, I just got to manage the bad things in my life. I got to manage the bad experiences. I don't know that I have that in any scripture where Jesus says to do that, but here we are. Here we are. That mentality creates this thing where we are, are sacrificing our, our hope Because we know the next shoe is going to fall. We know the next bad thing's about to happen. And we sound like Eeyore, the church of Eeyore. We complain and we moan, somebody stole my tail. That's not who we're called to be, church. That's not who we're called to be. Waiting for bad things to happen blocks us from being able to believe God can birth revivals in our hearts, in our communities, in our nation, and in the world. When we live in that mentality, we're blocking, bless you, we're blocking the ability for God to speak to our hearts about what he wants to do in our communities and in our, our households and in our, our nation. 
Because we're focused on the wrong thing. The target's wrong. Psalm 2.8 says this. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. When we get stuck in the mentality of waiting for the next bad thing to happen, we can't declare that over our life. We can't ask God for the inheritance of the world. We can't ask God to give us the nations because we don't believe anything good's happening in the nations. All we see is the bad. We don't see the potential. We don't see the, with God filters on our eyes, what, what's really going on and, and what can happen. We're stuck in this cycle of a hamster on a wheel just going over and over the same thought process. And we wonder why things are always the same in our life. We wonder why we can't speak anything positive because all we think about is negative. Our hearts are full of that junk. But we put on our makeup and we get ready for church and we go say, Lord, you're the way maker. But I don't really believe it. Because if I did, I'd live differently. If that stings a little bit this morning, it's meant to. It stung me, so you're welcome. We get stuck in this mindset, and what happens is the enemy loves it because if he can reduce our expectation of what God can do, if he can reduce that expectation in our lives, our hearts, our minds, then it makes us spectators and not participants in what God's doing. And check this out. You're on God's team. You're not in God's stands, all right? He wants you playing the game. Another wise prophet said, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Hey, Christ followers, that should be our attitudes. Put me in, God. Here I am. Where do I need to go? Who do I need to pray for? Who do I need to help out? Who do I need to, to, to give a hug to? There's, there's a problem, especially in churches, that whoever's on stage, that's the guy that's handling all that stuff. That's not at all what Jesus had intended when he created the church. We're the saints. We're all doing the work of ministry. We're all doing the things that Jesus requires of us and desires of us as a church. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Peter said this in Acts chapter 2. We were just in Acts chapter 2 and looking at the church and how it grew as a community through small groups of doing life together, fellowshipping together, worshiping together, loving on each other, eating food together. Amen. Peter said this. He said, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. He said, he's quoting Joel, in the last days, God said. What are the last days? Here we are, folks. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. It's an end times attitude that I'm walking with the spirit of God in me because I know that the days are numbered. And I refuse to be held hostage by fear and anxiety and worry. And instead, I'm going to run, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to run with the power of God flowing through me. And that no matter where I go, wherever my footsteps, I'm bringing the kingdom of God with me. I'm changing atmospheres. I'm changing environments. I'm changing workplaces. I'm changing school districts. Wherever I go, I'm bringing that presence with me. So the residue of heaven is just falling all behind me, all around me, and above me, so that people know. It's not about Matt Chandler. It's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about, about, about the God of the universe who loves you and cares for you and wants to spend eternity with you. 
Transformation in our communities is possible when God's kids live with the same passion, the same determination, the same expectation that God can and will do something in communities like the Acts 2 church had. We have to change our expectations. Every business opportunity you're in at work with coworkers or clients or whatever it is, is an opportunity to allow the kingdom of God to expand from your life to another person's life. You never know who you come in contact with that may be struggling with, is God real? And praying, God, give me a sign. And you show up and you say, hey, man, the Lord told me to pray for you. You might feel weird about this, but can we pray? It's little moments like that that can change lives forever. We used to say something. We stole it from somebody else, but it doesn't matter. It's all kingdom stuff. Saved people, save people. Rescued people, rescue people. It's living with a hopeful expectation that God is good. He's got a plan. He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us. That he wants to do life with us, and he desires for us to do life with other people and to be his hands and feet while we're here, to make the most of our time here because our days are numbered. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, and he's saying, while you're here, Love. While you're here, be gracious. While you're here, be generous with your time and your resources and your finances. Be faithful. Have some self-control when things go crazy. Carry peace in your heart and on your lips. Speak life. Be kind. There's a lot of TV shows that have been created over the years, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and others, that talk about biblical principles to our kids, but somehow we, we miss that when we grow up, that we kind of grow out of some things. But there's some fruit of the Spirit of God that we should carry with us every single day that not, not only transforms our hearts and our mindset, but it really helps us be who we're called to be for other people as well. So here's what I want to do. Everybody stand with me real quick. I'm going to close up with this. Thank you all for coming out in the rain today. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. I want you to close your eyes just because it's easy to not be distracted when your eyes are closed. I'm not going to throw anything at you like Gallagher or nothing like that, you know. We're going to keep it nice and easy this morning. I'm going to say three declarations. And as I said, I want you to just kind of say it to yourself as if though you're saying it. Speak it over your mind, your heart. God's kingdom will expand mightily in the end times. God's promises are true for me regardless of what is happening in the world. And I have a healthy, hope-filled belief about the end times and my role. Jesus, I thank you so much that you love us and you care for us and you, you have this word for us, this, this holy Bible that we can get into and learn from. God, and I pray that every single word is buried in our hearts, not only that we might not sin against you, but that we can be transformed to look like you. And I'm thankful that you've given us the opportunity to be a part of an end times church where we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus and no one is excluded from your love. No one is excluded from your grace. 
No matter what situation they're in, no matter what they do or how they identify, it doesn't matter, God, your grace is enough for everyone in this world. Your love is big enough for everyone in this world. And I pray that we represent you well when we leave this place. I pray that every single one of the saints in this building are leaving here with the mentality of saying, I don't know when to, what tomorrow holds, but I know that God is good. And I want to spend eternity with him, and I want my neighbor to, and my son, and my friends, and the stranger at Walmart. I want everyone to know Jesus. Thank you for your love and your grace, Father. And I pray this today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for being here this morning. We love you. Hug somebody if you feel comfortable. If not, just give it air five. We don't want to be spreading no COVID, okay? We love you guys. Thanks for watching online. We'll see you next week. God bless you.